Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sports Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear it. It's just blasphemy. It's just blasphemy. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport. It's your sport. It's CF Sport. Let's join the team for the big show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Now about a week ago, all the way in Egypt, the Zimbabwe Under-21 women's hockey team made the nation proud as they sealed their qualification to the Junior World Cup, uh, Junior Hockey World Cup in Chile. And this evening, we have a special guest in the studio to walk us through the historic qualification. It's the Zimbabwe Under-21 women's hockey coach, Brad Hewer. He is here and we'll be chatting to him uh, for the next few minutes, finding out exactly how it all went down. Brad, Coach Brad, welcome to ZFM Sports. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It's going to be an awesome conversation uh, with a team that is heading out to Chile, yes, for the Junior Hockey World Cup. My name is Barry Manandi, and with me in the studio is, of course, our producer, Sean Tafirenika, making things happen in the background. In the beautiful game, which is the second half of the show, after our play of the day, Gareth Southgate says England's his- recent history is irrelevant ahead of their opening Euro t- 2024 qualifier against Italy tonight. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has set his sights on becoming the most capped men's player in history if he features in Portugal's opening Euro 2024 qualifier against Liechtenstein. Just the sort of opposition uh, that he loves to score hat-tricks against, I'm sure CR7 might just get one tonight. And having fulfilled a lifetime dream, Lionel Messi will get to celebrate with Argentina's fans as they play their first match since winning the World Cup when they host Panama in a friendly match tonight. All of that and so much more to look forward to, but as always we start with our power play hi my name is Rune Shamba my tour is super striker you're listening to ZFM Sports the home front local sports news and analysis But first, before we talk to Coach Brad at local sports news roundup, starting with cricket news. If you're at Harare Sports Club, I wonder, or if you're watching on TV, I wonder if you've got any nails left. An absolute barn burner at Harare Sports Club. Zimbabwe have leveled the three-match one-day international series against the Netherlands at one apiece, uh, following a dramatic one-run win in the second one-day international played at Harare Sports Club this afternoon. Sean Williams, 72, and uh, Clive Madan is 52. Saw the Chevron's registers two. 
171 runs in their innings. The Netherlands were cruising at 197 for two in their chase, but they kept losing wickets at regular intervals as Wesley Madevere uh, took a hat-trick which aided a grandstand finish, needing four runs off the last ball. Ryan Klein was run out attempting a third run as Zimbabwe celebrated a nail-biting win. That's the sort of stuff of uh, dreams, although we should make it a little bit more predictable and easier against the Netherlands. On to golf news and form Zimbabwe uh, professional golfer Kieran Vincent returned to the course on the Asian tour when he teed off in the World City Championship in Hong Kong uh, this morning. Vincent, who has had some decent outings on tour, uh, will be part of the field that will battle it out in the $1 million purse for the tournament. Uh, and we'll wrap it up with the news from the top tier of domestic football. That's the Casalaga Premier Soccer League. League new boys Green Fuel have reshuffled their technical team with Begitemba and Lovu taking over the reins from Lloyd Mutasa as head coach of the club. Mutasa has been reassigned to the position of technical director. Uh, Alois, how many games have you played in the Castellaga Premier Soccer League so far? One, One game and already One. a reshuffle. What do you think you uh, sparked this? I don't know, man. Uh, it could be something or uh, that was already in, in progress. The mm. Yeah, in the pipeline or... Uh, there is somebody in the board, mm. you know, that was really, really waiting for one slip up, and they was and uh, they took their chance. And, eh? Yeah, they took because Begitim and Lovo was brought yeah. in during the or, uh, the preseason, uh, well, just before the preseason started, and uh, was brought in as an assistant to Lloyd Mutasa. So you got to think to yourself. I think yeah. you're spot on. Uh, one of those two possibilities. However, we can declare that the changes have happened. What we don't know is why. What we do know is Coach Brad is here, so we'll stick to the things we know. And talk to <laughs> Coach Brad. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. Just to recap, about a week ago, all the way in Egypt, the Zimbabwe under-21 women's hockey team made the nation proud as they sealed their qualification to the Junior Hockey World Cup in Chile. Uh, that takes place in December. And this evening, we have a special guest, as we said, uh, in the studio who was instrumental in that historic qualification. He is the Zimbabwe under-21 women's hockey team coach, Brad Hewer. Uh, the um, Zimbabwe booked their place in the global showpiece after securing second place at the Africa Junior Cup finishing with six points from a possible nine. Uh, South Africa, who topped the standings, won all three of their games uh, to secure nine out of nine points. And of course, we know in the gold medal match, Zimbabwe losing 1-0 to South Africa and taking silver in that tournament. Let's start at the beginning, Coach Brad, and, and, and talk about the fact that, um, you know, you had to assemble a side, uh, a balanced side, and you seem to have achieved that. Uh, what was the selection process like? What, 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 what did you go for? What were you looking for uh, and did you find it? Uh, yeah, I think we found it. Um, <laughs> I think the results show that. Um, but yeah, it started cheapest late or well, mid mid last year. Um, we decided to start looking for a squad. Mm-hmm. We got a massive squad together, started training, 
Um, yeah, and then just throughout that, just started um, cutting the squad until we had our our final travelling squad. And, and under twenty one is is kind of uh, uh, peculiar in the sense that that it's it's that age group that's just sort of maybe if you've got a prodigy who's an upper six, great, they're playing regular hockey at school. Uh, but chances are, where are you finding the girls to play in that age group? Because I don't I don't know, I don't know if we've got any sort of league hockey at that level. Yeah, um, so they all, once they leave school, um, we do have a, a Harari League here. Yep. Um, we were lucky in the, in, in the way that uh, a lot of the girls were from Harari. So we were able to train quite a lot with a, with a big core. Okay. Um, our captain, she is at university in England. Um, so yeah, so we didn't see much of her. But when she did come back, she came and joined the, joined the camp. And obviously she's playing there. And, and she's playing there, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of them are schoolgirls. Um, we did go with a very young side. I think there's only six or seven that won't qualify for the next World Cup, which is in two years' time. Mm. Um, so it's a very, very young squad, which is also really promising for us. Oh, and, that's fantastic. That, that, that means uh, lots of continuity for the next one as well. And uh, mm. uh, these girls would have learnt a lot uh, from this qualification campaign. Uh, and and I, I suppose the, the, the next logical question would be, uh, what was your approach to the preparations, given that you're saying, yeah, a lot of them are in school. Um, Perhaps the pre- preparatory methods, uh, the training methods, are a little bit different at school as they are at this level. Uh, how did you go about your preps? Yeah, I think it was quite tough. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think they were. I don't think they were quite ready for it. Um, right, right. But they they got into it. But okay. yeah, I think they're used to the one one and a half hour sessions, maybe twice a week at school. Yeah. And then suddenly we Tuesdays were training. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Exactly. Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> and then suddenly we were training Wednesday nights, Friday nights, early right. Sunday mornings, Saturday games. Right. So yeah, so they they were forced to work hard. Was there a big strength and conditioning piece that needed to be infused in all of this? <sighs> yeah. Uh, it's it's something that we that we are working on. Okay. Um, it's yeah. It, it's, you sound it's like hard. you're not happy with with the level uh, at this stage. I think there's always room for improvement, um, especially <laughs> in this department. You're one of those coaches, <laughs> are you? <laughs> You love them to have the, to be fit as butchers mm. dogs and be yeah. able to do the business. But they still qualified, which is great, which gives us room to then prepare uh, for the World Cup that is coming. And you talk about the fact that it was a young side. Um, is that possibly uh, contributory uh, to the result that we got in our first game against South Africa? That uh, uh, we were we, we lost three 0 I'm not going to call it a mauling. I'm just going to say we lost three uh, 0 Was there a bit of naivety, a bit of uh, immaturity in that in that performance? Would you say? Yeah, I think definitely. I think nerves definitely got the the better of a lot of the girls. Um, there were five five of the ladies had played in the last World Cup last year. And yeah, I think we were relying on them to to keep the the structure stable. Right. Um, but then we're obviously surrounded by by debutants. Right. Right. And yeah, I mean, facing South Africa in your first game, we all know South Africa hockey. Yeah. So yeah, I think definitely the nerves and yeah, immaturity. Let's talk about the experience uh, because that that probably played a part as well. How how was it sort of traveling across to 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 Egypt, smooth travels, and then obviously how were you hosted in Egypt? Um, yeah, I've got no complaints actually. We we had an amazing manager, so we had an amazing team actually um, that that helped us the whole way. Um, but yeah, we we went there. I think four days early, so so we had ample time to acclimatize. Mm. We managed to play a practice game against Egypt, 
Um, yeah, so I think we, we chilled the first day, then played a match, then had a practice the next day. Okay. And yeah, and then we played South Africa on the Sunday. So uh, the acclimation wasn't, wasn't, wasn't too, too hectic. Uh, yeah. And, and also the season, was, uh, was, it, was it pleasant? Was it, was it decent enough in terms of the, the weather exposure? Yeah, we, I, think, I think they're going into summer now. Mm-hmm. So we sort of caught them at quite a nice time where oh, it wasn't right. too hot. Back in, back in winter, going into summer. Yeah. So it, yeah, was, exactly. it, was, it wasn't it was, too, too hot. Uh, now, it's interesting that we've got Alois Mungira in the studio in the sense that, Alois, you uh, started your quote-unquote professional career fairly young as well. You were still at school. Um, and you had to be playing for the school and then go across and play for, for Caps United uh, and at one stage Darren T uh, in front of a big crowd. That, that's got to be daunting. And I'm sure uh, uh, facing the hosts as one of the, the, um, uh, the teams that were in our group, that can't have been easy for the girls. Uh, what, sort of, what sort of experiences do you, do you face as, as a school-going <laughs> professional athlete who's got to then perform at the highest stage? Yeah, it's uh, daunting, like you said, uh, you know, uh, ironically, uh, my first uh, flight uh, in my life was to Egypt. Really? Yeah, <laughs> uh, to, to play for Zimbabwe in the 20s in the World Cup qualifiers. Uh-huh. So uh, basically you are asking me that very question, that what, what happened to in me? To when you were there. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's not easy. You know, yeah. Egypt is a very, very sporting country. Right. Uh, in any sport, they've got sporting complexes all over the country. Right. You know, all the sports are financially backed yeah. very well and everything. So when we got there, the stadium was packed, obviously. You know, it, 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 it had never happened to us. You know, we used to know that actually a football here, you know, three, four people come and watch. Yeah. But it was like uh, their senior team was playing. Wow. So it's, it's, it's always uh, uh, nerve-wracking, yeah. you know, for, for, for younger players. Uh, I think... Uh, in situations like that, I think we didn't get uh, to somebody to to sit down with us, yeah, to, to, and, and to work on the mental aspect and work out, and, and, yeah, on the mental sort of aspect of the you. game, exactly. Uh, but yeah. here's here's the kicker, though, Alois, Coach Brad, you managed to beat Egypt, the home side, four 0 in the second yeah. game. Talk <laughs> us through that. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't really know a lot about Egypt. Uh, we know that their men's sides are very strong. Um, but we don't know a lot about their ladies, uh, so yeah. So we went in there pretty blind. Right. Luckily, we had the we had the warm up game. But you know, anything can happen in a warm up game. You might right. be taking it easy. Um, but yeah, we just we went in there hard. Um, we went straight in with a high press and uh-huh. just put as much pressure on them as as possible. How what was the crowd like? What was the turnout? Yeah, I was just gonna say it wasn't very similar to. I think I could count the crowd on maybe on both of my hands. <laughs> oh, but. No, oh, oh, okay. And one toe. <laughs> so that also helped as well it because helped. I, I think I, yeah. it could have been, they could have created a, a, a bit of a, a cauldron. Uh, you then seal qualification with a 7-0 uh, mauling of Kenya. And again, I'm seeing a pattern here whereby, yes, we conceded three goals against South Africa in the first game. You talked about the nerves, but I'm, I'm, I'm seeing... Not necessarily the fact that we can score goals, and that's great, but I'm seeing clean sheets here. Uh, is that something you deliberately went out to try and instill in the girls? Yeah, I think so. Our, our formation is very defensive, but not obviously, as you can tell by the score lines, not that defensive that we don't attack. <laughs> right. But yeah, it is. We do throw quite a few uh, players back, uh-huh. um, sort of just try shut down any, any avenue that the, that the other team might want to try to get through. Um, but yeah, it is. 
it, it was the game plan. We, 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 were, we were looking at your statistics. Uh, I think it was the, the Kenya game, and I have to sort of rack my brain on this one, whereby I think you scored four of the seven goals in open play. Um, is that a function of that high press, that high intensity uh, hockey that you prefer to play? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it also, so as, as much as we defend with almost the whole team, mm. we also attack with the whole team. So uh, it is just throwing bodies forward and yeah, looking looking for players inside the circle. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, learning a lot about hockey. I didn't. I didn't even know hockey had a high press. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 hockey. I, hockey is almost like football. It's almost like football. Yeah. They're, 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 the, 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 the principles are, yeah. are almost similar. Now, talk us through. The uh, gold medal match because now we you took us to the mountaintop and made us dream and we thought <laughs> right here comes a gold medal and then we lost one nil <laughs> but you know I suppose the positive is that the gap is 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 uh, reducing against South Africa yeah yeah that that was our main well actually we had we had pretty much done what we had gone there for and that was to qualify for the World Cup uh-huh. um, obviously the gold medal would have been a bonus um, yeah especially. After losing 3-0 in the first game, we knew we had to come out a lot harder. Okay. Um, and we knew it was going to be a really, really tough game. South Africa hate losing, especially to their neighbours. <laughs> their neighbours, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we knew it was going to be a, a huge task. Right. Um, but, yeah, we managed... The, the girls defended like their lives depended on it. Um, I couldn't fault them at all. They were unbelievable. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was just... I think it, it also just came back down to those nerves. And whenever we tried to get out... Um, South Africa had then put a high press on us so right. as soon as we tried to get out we just kept making mistakes and I think it, uh, it's also experience I think a lot of the girls haven't ever played a game like that before so yeah so they get the ball they panic they pass the ball to the South Africans but you know what uh, it's, a, it's a gold medal match uh, so in, in football parlance it's a final um and, and and so to lose one nil, I think there's there's a lot of credit that can be paid there, especially for the young side uh, that you took out there. What, in your view, do we need to do to sort of reduce the gap between us and South Africa? Because you talked about the fact in, in very complimentary terms about South Africa and how they play hockey. Uh, what do we need to do? Mm, I think, I mean, our school structures are pretty are pretty similar. The way we play hockey and the way they play hockey. Um, I think it's just once you leave school, um, what what the kids are doing after that. So they've got um, well-known universities that are huge in, in hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the Zimbabwean kids, once they leave school, they go overseas to, to play in those universities, to play for those universities. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them don't actually ever return. Right. So I think... We we have to try one keep them here, uh, which is <laughs> yeah. difficult. Which is a mission, <laughs> um, but also maybe just to offer a little bit more um, to them, like when they're at school or when they've just left school, or even if they're having a gap year in Zim, right? And maybe just get that experience. Uh, what, what what about facilities? Does, does that play a role at all? Because um, I know we've got very few schools that have uh, astroturf down. Uh, I think Arundel has uh, St John's in Harare, uh, St John's College. Uh, those are the only ones that I can that I can. Think think of everyone else plays on grass does that does that play a role yeah so um peter house girls has, has also peter just Cruz, laid yeah? laid one um right. but yeah it, it definitely does uh because they'll be playing from when they are junior school they'll be playing on astroturf, on astroturf right um and it's just a much quicker game so you, you'd think that our our um 
our skills would, and our basics would be better because we're playing on grass. But it's just so slow. And then when we get onto AstroTurf, our passing's slow and everything's just right. a little bit too slow. So it's sort of that getting used to playing on, on AstroTurf. That's, that's, that's very good. And, and it speaks to, a little bit, Alois, to, to the argument you're always making that uh, our, our football's also affected by our facilities where we're not concentrating on making sure we've got uh, pristine decks upon which we can play football. Uh, and as a result, it actually affects the overall output of the game. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Uh, they, you know, the fact that uh, we have got these under-21 girls, the coach spoke about uh, the core of the team mostly from Harare mm. because he said Harare has got the league mm. what, what, what about Kweru what yeah. about Mutare what right. about we, we don't have that mm. imagine with the, with the we qualified for, for the World Cup yeah. with just that mm. and we don't even have he spoke about not having a league at, at the after school yeah, where yeah, do yeah. the girls go yeah. we don't even have a professional league mm. and we're playing against a South African side that actually has got universities yeah, that are competing at the yeah. high highest level at right. college league if we had that so we don't because we don't have the facilities number one he spoke about it that uh, sometimes you know very very big factor mm. they are playing on grass mm. and now when you play an astrotap it's faster it's different outfit, yeah, yeah it's quicker mm. and then the ball suddenly is arriving at you at <laughs> a few seconds faster than it was when you're playing on the grass yeah same thing with football yeah. same thing with the rugby we, we we don't have facilities that are international uh, constructed, mm. internationally made, so that we can actually go out of Zimbabwe and start competing at, at that, that level. level. You yeah. look at the National Sports Stadium, very large when you're looking at it from outside. When yeah. you're a fan, when you're, you're looking the terraces, at the green yeah, grass, yeah. you think it's all hunger. But when you get on side, on inside, it's so soft, yeah. it's spongy, it's yeah. not the turf that you're going to find when you go to FNB Stadium, For sure. when the ball is now sliding. The ball is moving faster. <laughs> and, and it's been watered. And, exactly. and it's been watered. So <laughs> we need to, you know, we, we've got the potential as a country. Yes. We have got the talent. The talent in Zimbabwe is abundant yeah. in any sport. You know, remember I was talking about it. We can actually have the champion swimmer in Stungwiza. Yeah. But there are no facilities. There are no facilities. So this true. can actually show us that walkie is qualified for the World Cup. Yeah. What can we do? It's even in, in walkie itself. Where do we go now? Yeah, we and should what are, actually what are, what are, ride on that. What are the next steps? And I like yes. what you, where you finished in terms of next steps. I mean, we've qualified for the Junior World Cup. It takes place in December, Coach Brad. Yeah. Uh, what, what sort of preparations are you looking at? Is it because December seems a long way away for all of us? Who think, ah, that's Christmas. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, you've got to start preparing now. Yeah. So I have. Um some big plans uh, but obviously it it all comes down to the funds uh, what's available to us um, as to what what's like realistic Mm. Um, but my main thing is just to make sure that we continue training um, and I'm definitely going to try organize some internationals I'd love to be able to go to Europe um, to to go there to play against some of their sides Mm. but if not I'm more than happy to try play against South Africa Namibia Zambia just yeah I, I think that's a to, bit to, to, to prepare and uh, yeah. uh, the sponsors haven't come on board what uh, yeah, we know we know yeah well, we, we know we, we were talking about sponsors just before you left we actually talked about it on this show that mm-hmm. uh, you know the funding was there was a bit of a gap uh, is that still subsisting now 
Um, so I, I try not to stay uh, to, <laughs> to be on that yes, side. Of the, we understand. <laughs> um, Yours is for the tactics board and all sorts. Yeah. 100%. Basically, um, I'm not 100% sure, but um, yeah. <laughs> if, if we could there. always do with more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's brilliant. And so there's, there's an opportunity for us uh, to get resources for the girls, uh, more resources, and ensure that they get the preparations uh, that they uh, require. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you talked about the game time that they require. And the hope is that sponsors listening out there will be able to support you in terms of those tours uh, to Europe uh, playing South Africa would like to do both yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. an either or uh, it'll be great to do both play the teams in Europe play in South Africa because that's going to then assist won't it in terms of those nerves that you talked about being able to play at that level yeah definitely yeah I think that's going to play a huge role in, in going to the World Cup mm. what are your team's strengths do you reckon um if you I say you, we, Zimbabwe brings one particular thing to this World Cup, what are, what are the strengths? <laughs> I think it's and it's it's with main with most of our our sports in Zimbabwe and and Zimbabwean athletes is that they always give everything. Like right. you always leave it out on the pitch. Mm. Um, that game against South Africa, the girls they just didn't stop. They they defended with everything they had, um, and yeah, they just played with their heart. And I think that's the the biggest thing. That I, I think the team they play as a team. Uh, that's that's the that's, yeah, that's the brilliant to hear. And so the, the 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 girls are going there and are going to be playing as a, a team. Let's uh, read some of your messages. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five is our number in the studio. Evening sports presenters and great coach. I would like to say you did quite a splendid job. And please keep on. We all we are all behind you 100% that, that's uh, GD6 in Ulawayo so you've got support from all over the country uh, albeit the team is mostly from Harare uh, <laughs> uh, there is another one here that uh, I am uh, trying to scroll down the message is coming through this one says uh, congratulations to the coach and to the Chevrons uh, for the win today uh, and then you go on to say that you're a bit worried with the manner we won the game it wasn't convinced that's Tawanda Matara at Eastview so congratulations to the girls and also talks about the Chevrons in that message so all around there seems to be support for our girls as they proceed to the World Cup uh, what's your target for the World Cup what would you what would you say what does success look like um, so I think we I think realistically we we're too far away from the other teams to say that we would get on the podium alright I think we just want to go there to compete we don't want to go there and be destroyed by teams we want to go there and and actually give other teams a game um, and yeah just show them what we've got and show them that that we can rise and that we've got a long way to go but we're going to get there of course uh, you played uh, South Africa twice uh, he lost both games, yes. Uh, but uh, my question is, do you think uh, South Africa is a side that can be beaten? Yeah, I think... Let's say you meet them again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The World Cup. Question, yeah. <laughs> I think, that would, yeah, we definitely can beat them at the World Cup if we play them. You know they're listening, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Coach Brad Hewer, he is the man who masterminded the World Cup qualification for the Junior World Cup for our under-21 women's hockey team. They go across to Chile in December. And Coach, we will be always in touch with you uh, throughout your preparations and we'll always cover the girls as much as we can.
can right here on the show. Uh, we are supporting you 100%. We are supporting you before and will continue to do so. Thanks a lot mm-hmm. for, for sharing this prime time with us Thank in the you. studio. Thanks a lot, Barry. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Thanks, Sean. Thanks. We will. We will. <laughs> Thank you. If you beat no one else, yeah. beat <laughs> South, South Africa for us. All right, we go around the world at 60. Then we take our play of the day. <laughs> CFM stereo is untouchable. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. All right, we begin in India, where Rohit Sharma says he is keen for his India teammates to skip the occasional match during this year's IPL in order to manage their workloads ahead of the ICC Cricket World Cup on home soil later this year. In news from the Mercedes AMG Petronas headquarters in England, Lewis Hamilton says putting Red Bull style side pods on the Mercedes 2023 Formula One car would not improve the W14 and could actually make it slower. In Miami, Emma Raducanu uh, suffered a first-round exit at the Miami Open after losing to Bianca Andreescu 6-3-3-6-6-2 in a battle of former U.S. champions, uh, U.S. Open champions. And in Tennessee, Memphis Grizzlies uh, guard Jean Morant uh, said fan reaction helped him a lot on his return from an eight-game ban as he started on the bench in the 130-125 to win against the Houston Rockets uh, to help the Grizzlies secure their Southwest Division NBA. A type. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. All the rivalry. Stars. There goes Haaland. He's on his way again. He's hungry. He scored. He always does. He always will. Nothing more certain. And all the game-changing moments. Marcus Rashford. He can't miss at the moment, Marcus Rashford. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. It's the international break and we'll be diving into that just now. But uh, there's a message that's caught my eye here. It's from Mr. F. Mpofu from Mulawai. And he says, hi, Barry and Alois. tickets this weekend. Hashtag Munuese Kupora. Well, we're proud to announce that we've we actually got an email just before we came on, uh, on air uh, that there are tickets available this weekend and we'll be giving them out tomorrow. And they include, yes, indeed, that case of Castle Six <laughs> Four, six, four, six bags. Four, six bags. Uh, I think it was a good one. And so, we will be giving those true, out. We'll ask our questions uh, tomorrow as we preview the weekend's action in the top tier of domestic uh, football. But it's international football that we're talking about right now. And Gareth Salke says England's recent history is irrelevant ahead of their opening Euro 2024 qualifier against Italy tonight. Uh, the three Lions face Roberto Mancini's men in Naples in their first international fixture since their World Cup quarterfinal exit at the hands of eventual runners-up France. Let's hear from Gareth Southgate. In a nutshell is the sort of uh, challenge that we've got to start to to take on and um, the type of game we've got to start winning. Um, We have over a period but we've got to now consistently try to do that. That said we haven't won 
here since 1961, so we're also it's another bit of history that we're trying to break down, and that's a great challenge for this team because they've uh, knocked down so many of those barriers in the past. You know, I know uh, Italy uh, didn't qualify for the World Cup, but they still have some outstanding players, and uh, they're going to have high motivation as well. So it's going to be a fabulous game. See. And, and uh, it promises to be a fabulous game because uh, England obviously wants to right the wrongs of history because they haven't beat beaten the Azzurri in Italy uh, since a 3-2 friendly win 62 years ago and have won only five of their 13 fixtures since the start of 2022. So it is a team, a bogey side for England. England that is on a, on a high, Italy a team in transition. Yeah, yeah uh, Barry, I think uh, it's actually a perfect opportunity for for England to uh, to beat uh, to beat uh, Italy. But unfortunately, it's not like they are uh, what you call consistent. They have been consistently playing. Mm. You know, there was a big uh, a big uh, gap. Yeah. You know, be, be, uh, between the World Cup and now. Right. You know, so the, the, that that gap, you you don't know what is what England is going to bring uh, right now. You know, with a few injuries, a, a few absentees. As well and i've always said that the coach doesn't give me uh, an oomph you know he doesn't give me the vibe that i need you know going into a match i, I don't really get the he's vibe not, from the, the most charismatic yeah coach, i don't uh... get the vibe from him but then remember Barry, england italy were unfortunate not to qualify for the world cup, the world cup they basically. just won the euros yeah they are not a bad side in transition yes no, no but they are a very very good side that if they had qualified for the World Cup. They could actually have gone far yeah. in that tournament. They're Let's be honest. Yeah, when you yeah. look at the team that were at the World Cup and Italy, I think they were very unfortunate. Not fair enough. Fact, so for me, I don't think this is an easy game at all for England. In fact, if we're talking about ifs and buts, uh, we would probably say that there is a good chance if the draw had gone well, uh, there, it could have been an Argentina-Italy final. It's very, uh, which, it was very possible. And that me. would be definitely be a grudge, grudge match. But anyway, that's hyperbole. Uh, what we can confirm is that Marcus Rashford is out of the team. He's pulled yeah. out. Mason Mount has also pulled out. Yeah. Those are two players who on their day, any day of the week, can start in that England side. And of course, Nick Pope has uh, uh, also pulled out. Uh, but Nick Pope, uh, obviously, uh, not the starting not goalkeeper for, for, um, for England. Uh, listen, he, despite breaching betting rules, Brentford striker Ivan Tony has returned to the ranks as uh, the only uncapped player in the squad. And I think that Ivan Tony has, has uh, played himself into uh, selection because of what he's doing at Brentford. He is a reliable goal scorer in a team that is punching well above its weight so hopefully he gets a run tonight uh, against Italy yeah uh, you know uh, punching above its weight and the, I think um, partly uh, because of him as well you know uh, with with those uh, opportunistic goals and yep. and everything and I, I think I think he deserves a he deserves a chance yeah. you know he might not start yeah no no he might not, come on yeah, for yeah, Harry Kane he, yeah he might come on later on <laughs> later yeah. on yeah. yeah if things are not going well you know yeah. there are times when the coach will decide you know what yeah. you know <laughs> I, I think I think eventually you'll get a chance yeah. you know those are the sort of uh, players you don't play for a fashionable side mm-hmm. you don't play for a top side but you are a good player yeah. when you get a chance 
Grab it. Grab it with uh, both hands. Grab it with both hands. Especially yeah. when you get your, 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 your yeah. debut uh, in a game like the one tonight. But we definitely know that starting up front will likely be Harry Kane. He's ready to break the all-time England goal-scoring record in his team's opening Euro 2024 qualifier against Italy. Kane is locked with Wayne Rooney on 53 goals for his national team after missing a penalty in England's World Cup quarter-final defeat to France. So he's going to break that record, which is uh, he jointly holds at the moment with uh, you, Wayne Rooney, even if he doesn't you break it tonight, it's going to happen at group, some point. They, they are the Euros. Euros, they always go scalloped. They always go uh, Euro you always, always given a Liechtenstein or a, a team <laughs> of, Marino, <laughs> of that nature where you can score a hat-trick. And speaking of teams like that, tonight, Cristiano Ronaldo has set his sights on becoming the most capped men's player in history if he features in Portugal's opening Euro 2024 qualifier against Liechtenstein tonight. Uh, the Portuguese talisman uh, currently stands level with Kuwait forward Bada Al Mutawa uh, on 196 international caps with his last appearance for his country coming from the bench against Morocco in the 2022 World Cup quarterfinals. Uh, he's 38 years old. He's still going strong, of course, playing professional football in the Saudi Pro League. And you've got to think to yourself that it's likely that the new boss uh, at Portugal, who is Roberto Martinez, will give uh, Cristiano Ronaldo a run if not at the start, definitely at some point in this game. Yeah, I, I've, I've got a feeling that, you know, uh, Martinez is just in a new job. Mm-hmm. And when you get into a new job, you need uh, friends. You don't know where you are going yet. Also, don't want papiro, you are not flying yet. So you need a lot of friends. Especially when people you. are doubting you y- y- yes. after your Belgium job. What do you think about exactly, the appointment exactly. of Roberto Martinez for the I, Portugal I, job? Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a low-key, I'm a low-key uh, Portugal fan. Right. You know you know why? <laughs> the, the reason why. The reason why. Yeah. CR7. CR7, yeah. yes. So for me, I wasn't happy, to be honest, because I have always thought that uh, he had everything that he needed to succeed right. with Belgium. Yeah. You know, for me, that was a golden generation that was worth the, the golden generation was wasted uh, on a coach. Mm. You know, the, the coach was not the right... It's a uh, bit harsh. They went, and I'm going to argue yeah. uh, my case and say they went to becoming the number one ranked team in the world under yeah. Roberto Martinez. Winning nothing. So it's, it's not a flu- yeah, It's fine. Winning nothing, but yeah. winning games in between major tournaments. I know. And going deep in many tournaments. So this is a, yes, a, a golden generation that underachieved because they haven't got accolades to their name. But in truth, at one stage, they were top of the world. I, I do. I do agree with you uh, on, the, on that. Baby. They, they had a run of, there was a, a run of good form that they had. You know, uh, you know, that team that that team was brilliant yeah. you know you could actually enjoy watching i'm i'm, I'm was not i'm not a belgium belgium fan but uh, at that particular moment a particular period i actually went with them so you, you admit know, that they were playing yeah, beautiful football the, the, yeah for me it was coming from a, a galaxy the players and not players. the coach yeah you know look at i look at i i compare we were discussing this with jafet mparuza uh was it yesterday morning uh-huh. we were talking about black rhinos and coach ashton papanyazika right was he a good coach or not and I I, I I made my submission that you know what that was a team that was uh, that was full of talented <laughs> players you know and I was there watching 
the team trained, I didn't think he was a good coach. But Alois, but, but good players Sam, need to be coached, though. He, he, Otherwise, we might as well see leave the dugout empty. I, I, I agree, Barry. <laughs> I agree. But a coach, a very good coach, needs to get that team over the line. Right. I, I need the coach to get the team over the line. You know, I... I, I, I Club could have taken that team over the line. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Pep Guardiola could have taken that team over, over over the line. Right. So that's where I'm coming from. Yes, they were playing good football, but a very good coach needs now to take that team with a galaxy of uh, international players that are actually at the top of their game. Yeah. In that particular, cross the line, please. He's, cross he's, the line. He's, he's inheriting a Portugal side that uh, has. Uh, some very young players. Uh, listen, let let not the transition. age of let not the age of CR7 uh, cloud our judgment. Uh, he's 38, yes, but there are lots of uh, very good young players, the likes of João Felix, your your, your uh, Diego, Diogo Jotas, your uh, uh, Diogo Dalots, your and and more, uh, yeah. and they are headed in the right direction. Is this Roberto Martinez getting lucky again and getting a golden, well, not a golden generation, but certainly a good group of players that, again, he might not be able to get over the line? Yeah, my worry now, Barry, is this is a team that is actually probably in transition, that has got a very uh, good crop of players that are not yet gelling, that are not yet uh, ripe and ready like he had with Belgium. Is he going to make them? You know, now he has got two uh, two two uh, cha- challenges here. Uh-huh. He needs to make them play these right. ones. Yeah. He needs to make them play, yeah. then make them cross the line. Right. Whereas with Belgium, he just needed to make them cross the line. Right. Now about Agpani Grafter, <laughs> he really needs. So to now work. we don't know how good he, he is. Yes, he really needs to work, and I'm not so sure if he can. If he proves me wrong. I'll still be okay with it yeah. because I'm not saying that he should fail. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a prophet of prophet doom of for doom, him. Yeah. If he does well with them, then. Anzana George, uh, Gareth Southgate and Bobby Martinez, same WhatsApp group, if you ask me. I agree. agrees with you. Uh, Your argument for Belgium is being, uh, as being the number one ranked team, will have an asterisk uh, because they don't have a title. Similar to when Simone Halep uh, was world number one with no slam. It seems like cheating no do you know what you play ga- guys you no. play games to reach num- yes. world number one that's why the rankings are there it's, 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 and we've got to honor it it's very good baby it's 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 very good you know if he does that with a team like uh if he does that with a team like portugal now he goes on to be number one Yes, I would, I would, I would say well done to him uh-huh. if he does that. But that was a ripe and ready team, Barry. To be honest, yeah. you know that uh, that uh, comment. They do think. <laughs> that, yeah, that that comment takes me back. Uh-huh. Takes me back to a very uh, heat, heated argument that is always here in Zimbabwe about right. Fabish, uh-huh. uh, the dream team, the dream the team. Same yes, thing. exactly. The same team, same thing. Brilliant. They went all the way, brilliant and so everything, can we say, but never qualified for the. Upper. Can we say that Fabish was a bad coach then? You no. played under him. No, no, nah, he was a very good coach. So the same for Bobby Martinez because he didn't win anything. Fabish, Fabish, for Bill, any Fabish came in and fused in a few youngsters that were just coming from the under-23s, got them into the team, took the senior players that were almost like at the uh, twilight, the twilight of their careers, uh, built a team together, and then got them playing a very good football. And the tonic also, to be honest, was the 4-1 mauling of South Africa. Oh, South Africa. 
if we had fought that in that game, it was not going to be what it was later on. That was set things up. Gennaro in Glenora says, "Hi guys, I agree with Alois. Martinez achieved nothing with Belgium, and Portugal will suffer with him." So the appointment of Roberto Martinez not being greeted with much glee, as it were, from the fans. Barry, I have to agree with Alois that Martinez guy is just a character. Yeah, we've uh, okay. He's just a chancer. Uh, he failed at Belgium, and they kept him for so long at Belgium. Uh, the rank is nothing. Winning against the likes of San Marino is a big no. Oh, Even right. when he was Thanks coming from where, where wasn't he coming from England at that time? Uh, he was uh, Everton. He, was, he? he wasn't in Everton. He was and in what, Everton. What, what, and what, he, yeah, what was he doing at Everton? At you Everton, are, are, he made yes. Everton and consistently made Everton uh, 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 a sort of a mid-table club. Yes, they were top. He, he consistently no, no, made Everton a mid-table club. They were top six. Well, no, they, didn't mid, they didn't make Europe. <laughs> yeah, that's mid-table. If you don't make Europe, you're mid-table, my brother. Europe is number seven. Saka should have been fired. He has taken that team as far as he can. There are no new ideas there. Doing the same thing over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. Uh, that is from Arthur. Thanks for getting he won't he make England cross the line. Yes, That's my South biggest Asia. problem. Yes, he has built a very good squad. You know, they did very well to bring him over because most of the younger players that were coming through, he coached them at the junior and national the juniors, team. Yeah. He knows them and very well. If there's anybody who knows British talent, yeah. It's got his But he was he was part of the long-term planning uh, that England, that the FA conducted when they decided they were going to construct St. George's Park. Yeah. They were going to uh, invest in junior uh, development. He was part of the plan and the plan was that he would coach these guys at the junior levels and then he would, there would come a point whereby he would be allowed he, to he take over the senior team. So it was he part did. of the plan. He but did. I believe the lifetime of that plan is over. Thank you. That's where I'm coming from. They need to move They, they did. Everything worked out fine. They now need a coach that can take this squad now yeah. to cross the line. Okay. He is not the man to do that. You see, now I understand why Mike is required on this show because Alois and I can get very sidetracked. We were talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> he could achieve history tonight well, yeah. and be the most capped player in history. As we said earlier, he's sitting on 196 appearances. That's, am- uh, that's four awesome. That's amazing. Uh, his debut was in 2003. And of course, the guy he's sitting level with on 196, Bada Al-Mutawa uh, of Kuwait. Wait, also debuted in 2003 so there's a nice sort of uh, uh, coalescence of, of, of dates and numbers there and they're both sitting on 196 uh, appearances no doubt Ronaldo is going to break that he loves breaking records and he's going to about to take another one Euro 2024 qualifiers the fixtures tonight Group G, uh, J uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina take on Iceland, Portugal uh, host uh, Liechtenstein, Slovakia versus Luxembourg. In Group C, Italy versus England is the pick of the fixtures. North Macedonia uh, versus Malta. Uh, no doubt North Macedonia will maul Malta because yeah. uh, North Macedonia has come along in leaps and bounds. Group H, Kazakhstan takes on Slovenia, while Denmark takes on Finland. Uh, San Marino, <laughs> your favourite, <laughs> takes, <on, laughs> takes on... But North they have improved. They are no more 10 zeros now. Yeah, they have. Like 6, 7, yeah. 
they really got beaten thirteen, down. was it the last time? Yes. Is it? Ah, they're still there. Uh, uh, mate, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last uh, story we can talk about before we go. Lionel Messi will get us get to celebrate with Argentina's fans as they play their first match since winning the World Cup when they host Panama in a friendly match tonight. Uh, the Paris Saint-Germain forward uh, could make it a night to remember if he gets on the score sheet as he needs one more goal to reach the 800 mark in his professional career. So it's a night of records for both CR7 yeah. and of course for Lionel Messi and it should be epic and it'll be great for him to run out, uh, trot out against um, uh, Panama, Panama. Uh, in front of his uh, local fans, especially after leading the team to a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. I think uh, for him it's just uh, a matter of homecoming. You yeah. know, uh, after the World Cup, you come home to be celebrated in a match, not yes. at the airport or not on the, you know, the victory parade. No, in a football pitch, yeah. on uh, playing a match. I think that would be like, uh, like, like what uh, what has been said that it could be very, very good yeah, if he actually night, yeah. uh, scores. But Barry, what what's up with these fragments about my, North Macedonia, South Macedonia? These countries, we they, they, they break up. So yeah, easy. they they break up so easily. What's going on there? Break up to make up, as they say. <laughs> the AFCON qualifiers tonight as well. We have no interest in those because we're not participating. Anyway, I'll give them to you anyway. Uh, Ghana is taking on Angola at the moment. Congo is is hosting uh, South Sudan. Uh, Zambia is hosting Lesotho. Uh, later on tonight, Gabon will take on Sudan. And Algeria will host Niger. That's all we have time for. we got to go. We'll catch you tomorrow for our preview show. Don't forget, we're giving away tickets and product. And, and you know the product that I'm talking about. <laughs> so don't miss tomorrow. Show. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. The biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madod, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.